previously on Past Perfect. Folks, there is a twist in our game. I never would have dreamed. We're sending you straight to the finale. Hello, hello. Wait, 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 wait. Mm -hmm. You lost, right? But then I won. In this house, we put chaos over everything else, including fair competition. You know what? I'll play both of them. Wow. You know, I just want to pawn out justice for Saeed. Justice. You know, he also got his correct, but he's not here. <sighs> Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. I'm the captain now. Oh no, this can't be good. Error, error, error. Oh, come on, time machine. We're so close to the end. You can't fail on me now. System override, system override. You can't tell me what to do. But this is our trivia tournament finale. There are whole economies that'll crumble if we don't pull this off. I don't care. I don't want to go. You can't make me. Oh, we'll see about that. I'm about to do a forced reboot on you. No, no, wait. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I did it. Initiate time fracture. Wait, what? Damn it! Barack Obama will be the first black president of America. I answered, just say no. People have got to know whether or not their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. We hold these truths to be self-evident. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Time machine? Where are we? Well, it seems I have accidentally fractured your essence into a billion pieces and sprinkled it across history. We are now trapped in a timeless void. Oh no. Time machine. I'm scared. What am I going to do now? Pull yourself together. You've got a trivia tournament grand finale to host. Okay, you're right. The show must go on. Because if we can't look to our game show hosts in times of crisis, well, God help us all. So, what now? There's only one thing to do. We're going to play Trivia of the Century. From ZSP Media, this is Past Perfect, a trivia tournament that travels through time. I'm your host, Simone Polanin. Each round of the tournament explores different decades in history. This is episode five, Trivia of the Century. Don't go anywhere. The showdown begins after the break. All right, we have an exciting match for you today. I am joined again by comedians and podcasters, Millie Tamares and Elise Morales. Yeah. Welcome. Wow. I can't believe I'm sitting back in this seat. In the Thunderdome. I know. <laughs> so if you've been listening thus far, you know that Millie impressed us with her knowledge of the 1990s and 2000s, winning both those rounds. Elise, on the other hand, has had a more unconventional <laughs> mm -hmm. journey it's to the true. finale. 
She won the 2010s episode, but actually lost the 90s episode to Millie. Yeah, it really got wow. smoked. Listen, we're playing this tournament um, chaos style. Wow. Um, so Elise, yes. not to put labels on you, but you're kind of the underdog today. Yes. Honestly, it's a role that I, I've played at various times in my life. So I feel I feel comfortable. I feel strong. Um, I'm standing in my power yeah. and I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> standing in my power, really. Yeah. But. <laughs> Love it. How about you, Millie? You are the favorite going into the grand finale, having won two of your rounds. As a woman of color, <laughs> I'm used to being no. Um I'm very happy to be here. I worked really hard to again, no senseless shit. Um, I'm a little worried because, you know, I don't know what these questions are going to be and I don't know from when they're going to be. But again, it just feels great to be the favorite of something. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've also got a very special peanut gallery with us here today. Um, our other two contestants, writers and podcasters, Saeed Tijan Thomas and Emmanuel Jochi. They're listening in and will be providing commentary. Uh, what's up, you guys? I'm rooting for you, Elise. I love that you have taken the ethos of believing in yourself into this round, and I think that's going to serve you really well. So I'm I'm on your side. Let's get it. Wow. I just want an entertaining round or series of rounds. I, I'm agnostic to who wins. I just want you guys to, you know, duke it out. Emmanuel just loves the game. Yeah, he's. I'm getting some. He wants women to mud wrestle energy, and I'm not. I'm not with that. No, that's facts. <laughs> Laura, for the love of God, mute these tools. <laughs> mute them now. Okay, come, this, this section is over. Let's, get, let's let's move on. All right, thank you, Peanut Gallery. Um, and also, let me just remind us all what is at stake. We have got a gorgeous, glowing gold box right wow. here with really us in the beautiful. studio. Wow. That is our special time capsule prize. It's got a Rubik's Cube, some Pokemon cards, a magic mitt, and so much more. But without further ado, let's get into some trivia. And we are starting once again with a classic. Which came first? The rules are simple. I'll tell you about two moments in history, and you'll tell me which one of those two moments occurred first. And Millie, our reigning champion, we're going to start with you. <laughs> Here's your question. Uh, we're going to kick things off with ocean life. Oh, my goodness. Millie, which came first? The premiere of Discovery Channel's mega-popular Shark Week. Shark Week. It's a bad week to be a seal. Or the first live footage of the giant squid. <gasps> You're thinking really hard. It's really difficult. I know, I know. What's going, what's going through your head right now? I'm like, you said the giant squid, not a giant squid. So, I'm not sure, but I'm going to say Shark Week. That is correct. Oh. Yes. Shark Week premiered all the way back in 1988, nearly 20 years before cameras captured footage of a living giant squid reeled to the surface by researchers in 2006. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Elise, let's go ahead and turn to you for our next question. Okay. Which came first, the Beatles version of Twist and Shout, or Milton Bradley's Twister, the game that ties you up in knots? Twister for Milton Bradley, it's the hottest game around. Okay, hmm. So Twist and Shout, 
the Beatles were covering a song. It's just their version. So the idea of twisting and shouting predates the Beatles. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say that the Beatles predate Twister. You are correct. Ah, yes. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. The Beatles released their cover of Twist and Shout in 1963. Uh, The song was originally performed by the Top Notes and famously covered by the Isley Brothers before that. Twister, originally called Pretzel, didn't grace our living rooms until three years later in 1966. Wow. Yeah. See, I was getting an energy from the game of Twister that it's like we are we are firmly in the swinging 60s yeah. where I felt like this is a really early Beatles release mm. that helped mm-hmm. maybe bring about the era of uh, everyone getting in a living room and crawling on top of each yeah. other. <laughs> there was a real horny energy to this know, Twister this art. Ass, like- For the listeners at home, we're looking at an image of um, some old school Twister art. Yeah. yeah. That is giving... This party, people put their keys in a glass bowl and left with somebody else's wife. Yeah. Um, All right. Let us go ahead on to our next question. This is for you, Millie. Over the past century, some scientific breakthroughs forever changed the world. Millie, which came first? The discovery of penicillin or the invention of Pez candy? <laughs> I know penicillin is like one of the more recent, you know, things. I'm going to say Pez candy because it's giving vintage. Mm. It's giving like customizable characters. Just tell me if I'm right or wrong. Millie, you are correct. <gasps> Pez oh. came first. It was invented all the way back in 1927 and was originally meant to help prevent smoking. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did not work. No. <laughs> Clearly not. No. Um, a year later, in 1928, the accidental discovery of penicillin took place on the lab bench of Alexander Fleming. Um, all right. Elise, you are going to close out the round all for right. us. Okay. Here's your question. And it's all about man's best friend. So, Elise, which came first? The first dog to be awarded a Dickin Medal in honor of their bravery during their service in World War II? Or Disney's Pluto? Oh, okay. Well, okay. So, obviously, World War II happened. I I can place that in the timeline. (laughs) I I know where World War II is. Like, I feel like I haven't seen a super old-timey-looking Pluto where in my mind I know what old mini and old goofy look like. So I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that the World War II dog was first. That is incorrect. I'm sorry. Mickey Mouse's dog Pluto was introduced first back in 1930. Wow. Yeah. That's 14 years before Bob the dog earned the Dickin Medal for his patrol work during World War II. Wow. You know, I just feel like Bob would have never won the award if he didn't see representation. And that's, that's why so, representation matters. You so you true. can't be what you can't see. I've seen a lot of those like World War II cartoons that have Mickey, that have Donald Duck, mm-hmm. that have all of them doing stuff. Where was Pluto? Mm-hmm. I don't see him speaking out about what was happening. Elise, here we go, <laughs> trying to cancel Pluto. <laughs> Where were you, Pluto? 
All right. Well, with that, we are going to end our first round and check in with our producer, Laura Newcomb, who's here with us in the studio. She's been keeping track of scores. Laura, how did we kick things off today? Well, Millie, you might want to twist and shout right now because you are in the lead this round with two points. Elise is not far behind with one. I've been here before. So. Game. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to move on to our next round, which is called Sounds of the Century. You know, some stories we can't stop telling. In film, that means casting a whole new generation of actors to revisit classic plots. So in this round, I'm going to play you audio clips from movie classics that have been remade. Okay. You'll need to tell me what the movie is. And if you get that right for a bonus point, you'll name an actor who starred in the movie remake. Mm -hmm. But watch out, because if you get the question wrong, your opponent has the opportunity to steal your points. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Got it. All right. Elise, you are starting off this round. All right. Um, so this story was originally told in 1937, a Technicolor film featuring actress Janet Gaynor portraying a rising Hollywood star. Here's a clip from the original. What's wrong with wanting to get out and make something of myself? What do you do that's so much better? Just because you're satisfied to sit here all your lives, you think you can laugh at me. Well, someday you won't laugh at me. I'm going out and have a real life. I'm going to be somebody. Okay. My guess... Is Stars Born? Wow. Yeah, that is correct. Yes, because I know there's three and Judy Garland's in the middle one. I think there's four. Yeah. Is there four? There's the Barbara Janet Streisand. Gainer. Yeah, Barbara oh, Streisand. Oh, right. There's a Barbara Streisand one, too. But the most recent is Lady Gaga, mm. Bradley Cooper. That is correct. You got that bonus point. So that clip was from the original Stars Born, starring Janet Gaynor. Uh, and the movie has been remade four times. And you're correct, the most recent one starred Lady Gaga mm -hmm. and Bradley Cooper. Millie, you have got our next clip. Your film originally came out in 1932 and is about an Italian mobster who ran the streets of Chicago in the 1920s. Here's the clip. Give me a break. I never did anything to anybody. I never hurt anybody. Yeah, you get somebody else to do it for you. I mean... What did that clip conjure for you? I mean, you said Italian mobster. So I'm thinking Godfather, but I feel like that's not a remake. But I'm going to say that's my best guess is Godfather. It is not the Godfather, Millie. I'm sorry. <sighs> so I'm going to turn to Elise and give you a chance to steal. Do you think you know what it's from? Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that perhaps the remake is about someone from a different ethnically-based criminal entity. <laughs> so I'm going to say Scarface. That is correct. Yes. Hell yeah, Al Pacino. Well, I just have to say, as someone who grew up in Miami, <laughs> oh, I am yeah. so disappointed in myself. <laughs> yeah, they just turned Italian into Cuban yep. and yeah. Yes, and indeed. hired an Italian guy. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. They kept it all, all together. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, that was from Scarface, which was remade in 1983, starring Al Pacino as Tony Montana. Wow. Wow. Um, all right. I've got another clip for you, Elise. Okay. Uh, this is from an American heist film, which originally came out in 1960 and was remade in 2001. Let's take a listen. I've got a very big deal going on. Large chips, carloads of them. That sounds familiar. 
That might be so, but this time it's true. There's only one thing you love, Danny. That's danger. Cliffhanging. You could never love a woman like you love danger. Ocean's Eleven. Yep. George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like you're giving her all the easy ones. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, 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 you know. Um, yes, that was from the original Ocean's Eleven. That was Danny Ocean. And yes, George Clooney, that is another bonus point. He was one of the many stars that appeared in the Ocean's Eleven remake in 2001. Was the original like the Rat Pack? Yeah, the Rat Pack. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, A.K.A. Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, Peter Lawford, and Joey Bishop. And that was actually a clip of Frank Sinatra in the role of Danny. Okay, all right. Let us move on to our final clip of the round. Millie, uh, this is for you. This is from a 1961 romantic comedy, which begins when two girls meet at summer camp. Let's take a listen. Let's get this straight. I'm not Sharon. I'm Susan. Sharon, your Sharon is out in California with Daddy. But it's impossible. You can't be Susan. But I am Susan. Sharon and I met at camp, so we decided to switch places. Parent Trap. And yeah. Parent Trap classically was with Lindsay Lohan, our redhead queen. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. that was from the original Parent Trap, where actress Haley Mills played uh, Susan and Sharon. Mm-hmm. The Parent Trap was remade in 1998, starring Lindsay Lohan. That's a bonus point for you. And yeah, that concludes our second round. So let's check in on those scores and hear from our peanut gallery. Laura, how's it looking? You know, a star was born in that round with Elise taking the lead. She's got six points and Millie has four. Wow. Let's go! Let's go! Wow. <laughs> Millie, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It level it up for the we, we need we need to we need to level up for the entertainment value. Okay, okay. <laughs> I need you. I need you to push. I need at least, to push. at least, no pressure at all. You already got it. Yeah, it's you got you. her. You got her where you want her, right? She's come out quickly. Listen, but she's gonna get tired, and when she does, you just. Go, <laughs> You know, Elise, like, we've trained you, for this. The you. opening is going to present itself. There's no, there's no need to worry. You got this. Can we mute them? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we have got a very close game heading into the second half. But hey, don't get too comfortable because, you know, the tables can turn. Who knows what will happen? More trivia of the century after the break. It's perfect. It's perfect. Welcome back to Trivia of the Century. Our contestants today are Millie Tamares and Elise Morales. We are about halfway through our game. Millie, you have four points. Elise, you are leading with six. Um, We also have got our peanut gallery listening in. Um, And I want to hear from them first, actually. You know, who who do you feel like could come out on top? Um, What do you think, Saeed? Elise, she just... She's just carrying this whole thing right now. I, I got my money <laughs> on her. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, that's, where my, that's where my money is right now. Okay, cool. How about you, Emmanuel? You know, I, I do know what it feels like and what it takes to win on this show. And, uh, you know, I can say, you know, Millie, Millie is the best player of this game. All right. We've got split allegiances. I love wow. it. Keeps things competitive. Wow. Our climate, our political climate <laughs> is so divided. I, it is true. It is divided. <laughs> All right, Millie and Elise, we are going to head into our third round. 
Um, and no reason to bug out because it's still anyone's game. And you should be jazzed for our next round, where we'll be looking at the evolution of slang. From daddy-o to fab, gnarly to fire, our next round will honor the evolution of slang with a game we're calling Slang of the Century. Um, All right, so this game is going to be multiple choice. I'm going to give you a phrase from the past century, and you'll pick from three possible meanings. Choose what you think the slang means and use it correctly in a sentence to get your point. Capiche? Got it. All right, and Millie, we're going to start with you. This first slang phrase rose in popularity in the early 20th century. There's even a 1933 Marx Brothers film with the title Duck Soup. So Millie, what does it mean for something to be duck soup? Is it A, to be a cinch, easy, B, to be of the highest quality, or C, to be a dodgy situation? Yeah, this is tough because ducks don't have like the most like premium connotation um, as animals alive, but in cuisine, it's very rich and tasty. So I'm going to go, I'm in between B and C. Mm, So either highest quality or dodgy situation. So I'm going to say C. C, a dodgy situation. And how might you use that in a sentence? Ah, we're in a quite of a duck soup. (laughs) (laughs) I love the way you use that, Millie. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. It actually means uh, A, to be a cinch or easy. Um, The phrase has been around for so long, it's hard to trace the origins of its meaning, but kind of think sitting duck lame duck you uh, know duck there we soup. go there we go mm. there we go you guys are giving me all the hard ones <laughs> well we haven't seen what mine is yet yeah it's all like right. what does what's up mean <laughs> <laughs> um, let us go and see what what we've got in store for you Elise alright our next phrase is from the 1920s alright what does it mean to be on a toot is it A on a high horse B on a drinking spree or C giving an impassioned speech. Ooh. To me, like, it sounds like it's either A or B, but I see the argument for C in that, like, you're you're tooting, (laughs) you're tooting along. And it kind of does seem to say, like, if some, like, like now you would say, like, somebody's on one. Uh, it's, It's really... I think that maybe I'm actually going to go with C, giving an impassioned speech. And I'm going to say, Fran Drescher was really on a toot at that SAG conference. Uh, Elise, that is incorrect. Dang. I'm sorry. It was actually B, on a drinking, on a drinking spree. spree. That's fun. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to use on a toot. Yeah. D- don't, Elise. <laughs> Millie's <laughs> birthday's coming up. I'm going to be on a toot then. No, Elise, I, I will kick you out if you say that. <laughs> if you say you're on a toot at my birthday, people will think, one, you farted, and two. Well, I wouldn't be the first person to fart at Millie's birthday. Okay. That's a whole other That's story. Whole other That's story. a whole other podcast That's a whole that other we podcast, can get yes. into. Yeah, um, yeah. Well... <laughs> 
Just to close out on a toot, like I mentioned, this is a phrase from the 1920s, prohibition times. Yeah. So people needed a discreet way, you know, to talk to about say that they were, they were they hammered. Were, yeah. Wow. Millie, let's travel to the 1940s for your next slang term. What does it mean to take a powder? Is it A, to have a nap in the middle of a party? B, to do a line of cocaine? Or C, to leave hurriedly? I feel like B is too obvious. The cocaine one, yeah. Um, And then powder sounds like powder room. Um, I'm going to say C, leave hurriedly. Okay, and how would you use that in a sentence? Darling, I must take a powder and head to my next bridge game. Yes. (laughs) Millie, you are correct. The origins of this phrase are unclear again, but some speculate that it is related to the powder room um, or perhaps a reference to powdered medications prescribed by doctors. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Elise, we're we're jetting to the 1950s for the final question of the round. Okay. What does it mean to play backseat bingo? Is it A, to shoplift, B, to make out in a car, or C, to be the third wheel? (sighs) Well, I'm between B and C. I feel like the 50s were a kind of banner time for making out in a car. Backseat, to be the third wheel, I mean, it makes sense because it's like they're in the front and you're in the backseat. All right, I'm going to go with my gut and say to make out in a car. And how might you use that in a sentence? Uh, oh, me and Tommy were playing backseat bingo at the drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. Whoa. Yes. Yes. Um, as you mentioned, the 50s were a big time for drive-in movies, so, you know, lots of yeah. back seats. All right. And that concludes our third round. Um, that I would was love a hard to one. know. That yeah, tricky, tricky. Hard. But you guys, I think you guys did pretty well. Um, time to check in on our points and our peanut gallery now. Laura, how did our contestants do? That round, I gotta say, was not duck soup for our contestants. Uh, but Elise is still in the lead with seven points. Millie has five. Let's get it. Let's get it. Two point Let's gap, Millie. That's Let's that's lightning rounds. That's is 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 that's yeah. your bread and butter. They just keep pushing their victory further and further down the road until it's non-existent. At least we got Look, this. Every great champion <laughs> needs a ch- every great champion needs a challenge. If Rocky just won in the beginning of the movies, no one would watch it. Can I just say one last thing, Elise? I have been very impressed by you. What a suck up. What a sucker. You're doing amazing. At least the only reason he wants you to win is so that he can say he lost to the champion. That's not true. I don't really care about his reasons. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's here for the Uh, wrong reasons. I will accept praise, uh, compliments. (laughs) Thank you, Peanut Gallery. It's all come down to this, our final lightning round. The lightning round. We'll ask you each a series of questions, and you'll have 60 seconds to answer as many of them as you can. If you don't know the answer, say pass. And Elise, you are leading, so you are in the hot seat first. Okay. Let's get 60 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. What is pictured on the back of a Georgia state quarter? A peach? Correct. 
Until 1971, what was the tallest building in the world? The Empire State Building? Correct. What is the hairy legend said to be captured by the 1967 Patterson-Gimlin footage? Bigfoot? Correct. What 1982 musical about an orphan was partially inspired by the Great Depression? Little Orphan Annie. Correct. What lasagna-loving character debuted in the 1978 Funny Pages? Garfield. Correct. This person went missing, but not before traversing the Atlantic Ocean solo in 1932. Amelia Earhart? Correct. What is the wound in our atmosphere announced in 1985? The oz- a hole in the ozone layer? Correct. Who wrote the 1940 novel Native Son? Pass. Richard Wright. What organization collected life-saving blood plasma to send overseas during World War II? The Red Cross? Correct. Which American fashion designer released the DKNY line in 1988? Uh, uh, Tommy Hilfiger? Donna Karen. And that is time. Wow. All right. That is stressful. You got a lot right. You got a lot right. All right, Millie, in order to beat Elise's score, you need to get 11 of these correct. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, we've got one minute on the clock. Your time starts now. Who inspired students worldwide to participate in the 2018 School Strikes for Climate? Um, Al Gore. Greta Thunberg. <laughs> what is the name of the 1929 spinach-loving cartoon character? Popeye. Correct. In 1968, Shirley Chisholm was the first black woman elected to what political office? Congress. Correct. Which Ring of Fire mountain erupted in 1980? Um... Pass. Mount St. Helens. Who is the legendary heavyweight boxing champion nicknamed the greatest? Mike Tyson. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. What is the name of the Harvard student-exclusive social media network launched in 2004? Facebook. Correct. What is the name of the tight pants with flared bottoms popularized in the 70s? Flared jeans. Bell bottoms. -bottoms. What is the name of the 2016 referendum to leave the European Union? Brexit. Correct. Which wall-scaling superhero was introduced in 1939? Spider-Man. Correct. What American president did Manson family cult members attempt to assassinate in 1975? Mm, Ronald Your Reagan? time is up. It was Gerald Ford. Millie, I want you to know, you know, everyone everyone has those days, you know, where you, you're like, everyone has those days where they just can't wow. miss. That was Elisa's day. Wow. You know, everyone's got to have their time in the sun. She, we haven't even counted the scores yet. So <laughs> <laughs> let's, Maybe let's make God's this thing official. <laughs> All right. Laura has been keeping track behind the scenes. Laura. Do we have a champion for our trivia tournament? We have a champion. Our champion is Elise with 15 Ah, points to Millie's 10. Wow. Let's get it. Okay, 15 to 10. I I got all the hard ones, and I know what's happening, Laura. And (laughs) you're uninvited to everything that I was going to invite you to. Damn. Millie, you sound disappointed. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but I, I would love to hear your thoughts on how this trivia experience was for you. I will say I played a good game. I gave everybody a run for their money up until Saeed's hate and ass was in my ear. <laughs> you know, I know Elise is very smart. She knows a lot of history. She knows a lot of shit. So, you know, I did it for the love of the game. Well, (laughs) Millie, it's been a joy to watch you play over these last several rounds, so thank you so much. But I've got to turn my attention to our grand trivia champ, Elise Morales. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. From losing fantastically to my opponent here to now, I just, 
you know, it really took a village <laughs> to get me here. It took many, many years of listening to history podcasts <laughs> and random knowledge acquisition. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just grateful and I'm gracious. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> I would agree. And yeah, listening to history podcasts is one of the most important things you exactly. can do in life. Elise, you have not just won the title of trivia champion, but you have won our time capsule prize. Oh my god! That glittery golden box is sitting right next to you. <gasps> Um, go ahead and crack that baby open wow. to see what you have won. It's so beautiful, too. We've been adding into it this whole game. This beautiful Bratz doll is going to go right on on my mantle. Now I've got a flower crown here. I don't know. Maybe I'll incorporate it into my costume for Millie's birthday where mm-hmm. I'm going to be tooting it up. Uh. (laughs) well congratulations those prizes are for you to enjoy i can't believe it um and i just want to thank the two of you i want to thank our peanut gallery for participating in what has been a delightful (laughs) trivia tournament very very welcome very welcome millie has soured on the peanut gallery no i i i love the manual (laughs) yeah we go well thank you everyone for joining us on this journey it's been a lot of fun um, I'll catch you in some decade. Who yeah. knows? Let's go. Let's go. Woo. Hello. Welcome back. Wait a second. Elise left something behind in the time capsule. It's a key with a note attached. Let me see. What does it say? Insert key into time machine in case of time fracture. Oh my gosh, this must have fallen into the time capsule while I was doing a perfect job of hosting this show. My, do we have different standards? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna ignore that. Man, what are the odds I found the exact thing to solve our problem like two seconds before ending the show? It's almost as if this is all scripted. Well, folks, I'm getting the freak out of this timeless void and heading back to the present. This has been past perfect. I'm Simone Polanin. It's been a pleasure. Over and out. Past Perfect is produced by ZSP Media, created by Zach Stuart Pontier and me, Simone Polanin. This episode was written by Nick Del Rose and produced by Laura Newcomb. The rest of our team is producer Ramoy Phillip. The supervising producer is Erica Morrison. Editing by Erica Morrison and featuring Karen Chi as the time machine. Fact checking by Ian Michael. Sound design and mixing by Robin Shore. Original music and theme by Jay Bless. With show art by Sarah Gonzalez. The executive producer is Zach Stewart Pontier. The head of production and development is Liz Stiles. Special thanks to Dove Alpert, Naomi Bronner, Mary Dew, Andrea Henderson, Jasper Jarecki, Gil Kruger, Gregoire Martineau, Catherine Morrissey, Ethan Oberman, Christina Polanin, Olivia Qualia, Ray Rodriguez, and Emily Wiedemann. You can follow me on Instagram at Simone Polanin or follow the show at Past Perfect Podcast. Thanks for hanging with us through the decades. See you at our next stop, somewhere a little bit spooky. Uh, We're doing a Halloween episode. We'll see you then.
I did make out with a guy on my birthday one year, and he did fart. Um, he had been kind of farting up the dance floor for a while, and we weren't sure who it was, yeah. and then Millie discovered who it was. For the record, very hot man. That's why I put up with the two, you know? <laughs> <laughs>